0: trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors good morning everybody it's wednesday november 15th 528 a.m Central time grain markets are higher this morning december corn futures up one at 479 and a quarter january soybeans up eight and a quarter at 1398 getting close to that 14 dollar mark December Chicago wheat up four and a quarter at 5.76 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat up four and a quarter at 6.44. December spring wheat up three and three quarters at 7.38 and a quarter. This uh, rally in the bean market continues this morning.
1: So soybean futures rallied again on Tuesday. The nearby January 24 contract gained another seven cents to post its best close since late August. Less than ideal weather in Brazil, chatter of additional Chinese demand, and another day of fresh highs in the soybean meal market supported the rally. Fund traders were estimated to be net buyers of 5,000 contracts on the day. Futures traded higher higher again early this morning.
0: Funds are probably net long about, I don't know, 85, 90,000 contracts of soybeans in real time. Looking at this chart, the market rejected that trend line a couple of times. And now we are very firmly above it here this morning. So you've got a high from, I think, late August at 1420. And then you've got your July high at 1441 in this January contract. Those are potential upside targets, I suppose. Your life of contract highs were actually posted, I think, in 2022, um, like following Russia, Ukraine, that sort of thing. So the Brazilian weather is, is absolutely something that everybody is looking at. The next several days are going to be mostly dry, barring your far southern areas, which have been too wet. So through Sunday, not not a whole lot of, of rain. The, the real rain is going to come starting like Monday next week. But uh, when you look at the extended forecast, there's really not much behind this. So you're going to see this system next week starting Monday, Tuesday. It's going to drop some rain. And then beyond that, things look a little bit drier. That being said, forecasts past eight to 10 days are not super reliable necessarily. Um, so I don't know how the trade is reading this, but um, soybean market has acted awfully well. And then the other things, I mean, you've got this rally in the meal market. You've got G uh, in town. We'll talk about that here. In a few minutes, but uh, soybean market, soybean meal market, awfully strong here.
1: Inflation continued to cool in October. According to yesterday's CPI report, consumer prices last month were flat compared to the previous month. Year over year, prices rose 3.2%, down from 3.7% in September. Stocks and government bonds spiked following the CPI report. The NASDAQ gained 2.4%, the S&P 500 rose 1.9%, and the Dow Jones increased 1.4%. Investors now believe the Fed may be done raising rates and will focus on lowering rates. The markets are pricing in a nearly 100% chance that the Fed will hold rates steady at their December meeting.
0: This was the biggest story in financial markets bar none yesterday. I'm going to spend a couple minutes talking about this. So 0% inflation in October month over month CPI headline It's the first time we've seen that since uh, your COVID panic uh, in 2020 essentially. When you look at the trajectory of inflation, there is still inflation, but the rate of inflation is slowing. That's, that's the deal. Um, this is the sort of statistics that I think a lot of you guys uh, are interested in. This is Charlie on Twitter. I didn't have a ton of time to go through and do this the way he did. So if you look at the increases in your basket of goods and services over the last three years, yeah, everything is... Drastically more expensive than it was three years ago. Nobody's making the argument that things are getting cheaper. Uh, medical care up 5%, apparel up 12%, shelter up 18%, used cars up 20%, food away from home up 20%, food at home up 21, new cars up 21, actual rents up 22 and a half. CPI electricity up 24% over the last three years. Gas utilities up 30%. Transportation up 32. Home prices up 39% over the last three years. Gasoline up 67%. Fuel oil up 77%. So nobody's telling you that things are getting cheaper. What they're telling you is that the, the uh, trajectory of inflation is slowing. This is a chart you don't see a whole lot. Uh, most people focus on like the, the month over month changes, but uh, this is the actual index. And the actual consumer price index. The basket of goods and services that um, the consumer buys—it's up 19% versus Feb 2020, which is your last pre-COVID month. Now, what's what's of interest here and the big deal for the market is uh, the very upper right corner of this, where things have kind of leveled off, and that's why this is seen as like, oh, inflation is slowing. Guys, there's always going to be inflation. There's always going to be inflation. The the value of the U.S. dollar has lost. 98% of its buying power over the last 100 years. And it's going to lose 99.9% of its buying power over the next 100 years. Uh, why is that? It's because of quantitative easing. It's because we print too much money. It's because of, of those sort of things. So nobody is telling you that things are getting cheaper. They're not, uh, we're never going back to 2019 in terms of the way things are priced. It's, it's just ain't going to happen. Nobody's telling you that that's going to happen. What they're telling you is that the trajectory of inflation is on the decline. Um, when you look at the Fed, the, the stock market loved this yesterday. We we ripped across the board in the stocks. Um, this is the probability for the May Fed meeting, and there is a greater than fifty percent chance that you see a cut. It's just a question of uh, how big are the cuts by May. Is it going to be uh, to the point where we're below five percent in Fed funds, or maybe we're only down a quarter? But the market very much believes that the Fed's going to be cutting rates by. Uh, March, April, May, next year, essentially. Uh, Here's the S&P. We're up 17% year-to-date following a big rally yesterday. We're up again this morning. You're going to run into some trend resistance here, but it looks a hell of a lot better.
1: So if you guys are not not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to check it out. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together yesterday?
0: I think there's some funny business in the soybean meal market. I think somebody's caught out of place and I talked about this in detail uh, in yesterday's premium video. Uh, We do a new premium video every single business day. This accompanies the uh, morning email that goes out at 5 a.m. Central Time, which is jam-packed full of information. Remember, guys, subscribing to our premium content is uh, the best way to support what we're doing here. We're self-sponsored. We don't have any sponsors. Uh, The premium subs make this all possible. Go to standardgrain.com this morning. Check this out. I'll forward you a copy of this morning's email, which has uh, the six most recent premium videos. This is a $50 per month subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise.
1: USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. corn on Tuesday. U.S. exporters sold 4 million bushels of corn to Mexico for delivery during the current marketing year. The U.S. ships corn to Mexico via rail. Therefore, the business is not impacted by the low water levels we're currently experiencing on the Mississippi River.
0: And the water, the river is getting worse, much quicker than uh, what they had anticipated. Like we're gonna be back to 10 feet below normal at Memphis by Thanksgiving, the way that it looks which is restrictive. Um, Yeah, everything that goes to Mexico moves via rail, so they're gonna continue to buy corn. Um, U.S. corn, even out of the Gulf, I think is competitive on the export market. Uh, We just haven't really seen the business, and and I hope that we do, because we could use some additional export business.
1: NOPA will release October crush data today. The U.S. soybean crush is expected to reach an all-time monthly high in October. NOPA members are estimated to have crushed 187.2 million bushels last month if realized the October crush would be up 13.2% from September and up one and a half percent compared to October of last year. Soybean oil stocks are estimated at 1.2 billion pounds. If that number is correct, stocks would be up 7.3% from the 1.1 billion pounds recorded back in September. Keep in mind, September uh, soybean oil stocks were the lowest since December of 2014. That report will be released here this morning at 11 central time.
0: Yeah, we're going to continue to see record type crush numbers for months and months and months as this crush expansion is ongoing. We've seen surprises to the downside in soybean oil stocks for a couple of months now, and that market hasn't acted well. And a lot of that has to do with what's going on in meal and in the soybean market, the way that those things are traded. But uh, yeah, we're looking for a good number and that this is excellent because this is going to be, uh, it's already half our demand base is is domestic crush for soybeans. And it's going to be more than that uh, as the months pass.
1: Ukraine is launching an insurance program to provide coverage for vessels carrying grain from its Black Sea ports. The $50 million program is being established through Marsh McLennan and Lloyds of London. Shipowners have been cautious of sailing to Ukraine's ports as Russia remains a threat in the Black Sea. It was just last week a Russian missile struck a ship that claimed the life of a sailor and injured others.
0: I'm not sure that I'd want to underwrite this policy, but um, in any case, uh, there's still grain moving to these Ukrainian ports, so this is neutral to a bearish headline, I guess. I don't know. I don't think the market cares about this stuff a ton anymore, but uh, interesting the uh, lengths that they're going and that somebody's actually going to insure this stuff given what's happened.
1: President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping will meet today. The meeting will be the first in a year between the two leaders and likely the last before the U.S. presidential election. Biden is expected to question Xi about China's connections with Iran. He will also focus on climate cooperation and Beijing's alignment with Russia's war on Ukraine. Tensions between the U.S. and China have been high over the last year. Among other things, the presence of an alleged Chinese spy balloon over the continental U.S. in February eroded relations between the two countries.
0: I don't know that anything will come of this aside from some photographs, but uh, there is chatter of additional Chinese business uh, in regard to soybeans. We'd love to see corn business as well. Maybe that happens this week. Um, we, we've seen a lot of flash sales recently. I wouldn't be shocked to see more. So this has inspired some optimism, perhaps. I don't know that this meeting itself really leads to a whole lot. What did cattle do yesterday?
1: Uh, cattle futures were up yesterday. Feeder cattle futures were an average of a buck 63 higher on Tuesday, except for 67 cents lower in the spot November contract. Live cattle futures closed an average of a buck 24 higher. Box beef continued its downward trend on Tuesday as choice fell to its lowest level since October 5th, ending the day at 295.67. That was down 218. Select was also de- also down and ended the day at 267.88. That was down a buck.
0: 36. Outside markets this morning, U.S. dollar is up a little bit, but the dollar got absolutely hammered yesterday following the CPI print. So that was something that was kind of a bullish headwind for commodities. Uh, the s and is up again, up 17 points. Uh, the Dow's up 100. Bonds are off a little bit. Gold's up 10 bucks. Crude oil is down 47 cents in the December WTI. It's 77.79. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Thursday.